0: No, the one with the chocolate buttons, Kev. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Cheers.
1: Ian Collins wants a word. <laughs> Powered by the Mitsubishi L200. With a five-year, 125,000-mile warranty that lasts longer than most governments. Happy Easter? Happy Easter? <laughs> oh.
2: Happy Easter? <laughs> <laughs> Happy Easter? Here's a joke for you. Oh. Happy Easter. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Ian Collins wants a word.
0: And Easter greetings, everyone, as we venture into the crucial celebration of the rebirth of Christ and the emergence of our prophet. Yes, the entire nation this weekend will pause, ponder and join together in this ecclesiastical phenomenon by shoving as much chocolate in their mouths as they possibly can, presumably to show that obesity is in fact some kind of pious act of self-flagellation. Either way, we roll away the stone and gear up for our own journey of holy guff on the Once A Word Easter special. What about a hot cross bun, Ken? Much more appropriate... On the show, this. The pony! Ed bulls is Balls is bulls worth of this. If a stick insect lays his eggs in a jar of bovril, it will give birth to a litter of twiglets. There he is, that is comedian Tim Vine, who's on with us. We're very excited later. And we've been made to look more stupid than Kate Nash in a why don't you try singing in your real accent love contest if we didn't dish up a healthy load of this.
3: Welcome to the Open Emuversity, out here in the
0: open. Ah, oh, we are. Easter. Excited about that. Speaking of resurrections, look what we dug up. It's Sideshow, Kev. Blimey. The the executive
2: producer. It's a bit like watching the Generation game working with you. Steady. Have you got some questions, Kev? It's questions and feedback, and Happy Easter, by the way. It is nice that it's Easter. Yes. Feliz Navidad. And after this, of course, we're taking a, a couple of weeks off, because by God, we've earned it with all the hard work we've put in.
0: We're off for two weeks.
2: yeah. Oh, that's it, then we're straight back. Then we're straight back. So like, it's mid-April, straight back on it. Yeah, and I'm sure you'll tweet in due course to remind people in case they forget oh, all about a, us. A lot of that, Kev. Uh, from Simon the Time Traveller. If the 1980s were the 80s, the 1990s the 90s, and the 2000s were the noughties, then what decade is this? I have no idea. 10s? The 10 No,
0: but uh, when you look back at the last century and historians talk about, they talk about the 20s. Yeah. Uh, they don't... What do they talk about in the first decade of 1900? They don't... Don't the government have a department to deal with this? Believe me, if they had a department to deal with that, Osborne would have closed it down by now, so... <laughs> that definitely is not there.
2: Yeah, but I... I this is a real worry. I mean... When you get to the end of the decade, what are they going to call the program that looks back on all of the uh, the worst of the decade? And everyone sort of, you know, they get comedians on to sort of talk about their experiences.
0: Yeah, I don't know why. They'll just call it A Look Back at the Last Decade. Yeah, no, it needs a better name. We'll all sleep tightly. Oh, well, we're open to suggestions. Send them to Kev at onceaword.com.
2: No, don't, don't do that. From Mike the Hunter. What does Mike hunt? <laughs> I didn't even mean to say that, but there you go.
0: You actually did.
2: It's incredible.
0: I think that's probably exactly what he wanted.
2: I think he did. Is this podcast now cheaper due to the budget? Yes, it is. Did you watch the budget? I saw people tweeting about it. Best moment of the budget was...
0: And they didn't make much of this. You know Osborne lost his voice halfway through? Did he? He seems to have a coughing issue. Right. And he only ever just about gets through it. But on this occasion, he actually stopped and coughed and... Stumbled and he, he grabbed his water. And there was a very tense moment when I thought, he's not going to be able to carry on. And I was wondering what happens. Is it the first to run up to the dispatch box and just <laughs> carry on with the speech?
2: <laughs> all these backbenchers fighting over each other.
0: Dennis Skinner, that would have been brilliant, wouldn't it? If he'd have suddenly got 99% tax on all millionaires <laughs> apart from the hundreds who donate to the Labour Party of course and Harriet Harman free Che Guevara t-shirts <laughs> for all teenagers
2: from Liverpool Ron Park sounds like a criminal uh, sadly my dreams of seeing Norman Collier as support on the once a word live UK tour <laughs> is not to be because he's dead can we just permanently unplug sideshow Kev's mic instead in tribute Norman Collier, though, we had a little tribute last week. On the yeah, Yeah. the beginning and at the end, which was lovely. That's what he did, though, wasn't it? The sort of, the the
0: microphone. That's all he did, actually. That was it? Yeah. Pretended his microphone was broken.
2: Yeah. And I'm sure he had other skills. And he had a long career. And he was on TV a lot in the 80s. Looked a bit funny, didn't he? Yeah. Then again, so did Billy Dainty. My overriding memory of Billy Dainty. Do you have a memory of Billy Dainty? Uh, Emu TV. Was that him? Emu TV. Was he a security guard? Well, he was like a janitor or something. He used to have a boxing glove on the end of a stick. He kept hitting Rod Hull in the head with it.
0: (laughs) I don't ever recall
2: watching Emu
0: TV very much. That's
2: how he fell off that roof. So you're saying Dainty did it? No, Dainty was dead at this point. It must have been like Dainty's dead. And his dad's dog. Dainty's dad's dog's dead.
0: Is that right? Yeah. who told you that? Stan Stunnett at Stansted Airport.
1: Emu Broadcasting.
2: Anyway, Ron. Uh, no, we'll have to look for another support act for the live tour because obviously Norman's not available. We're hoping for uh, Clifton. Uh, Clifton is dusting off his ostrich legs as we speak yep. for the UK tour. UK tour. Well, it's what I think s- we are. Fucking Coldplay. <laughs> it started. <laughs> it started as a sort of a live show, but seems to be turning into some sort of UK-wide tour. So we're
0: going to take this on the road.
2: We're taking it on the road. It's cool. very exciting. I'm not so sure about that. Coming soon to a chip shop near you. Yeah, that's probably about right as well. Kim says, Did you see Leo Sayer at the Australian F1 Grand Prix last weekend? I did. And the strange thing is, was somebody tweeted a, a photo. Did you see this?
0: No. Somebody tweeted a photograph of this. And I, actually, I thought it was a mascot, like a stuffed <laughs> mannequin. So, kind of a bigger version of the sort of annoying things people used to take on blockbusters, that quiz show. Oh, yeah. And I looked, I thought, no, it's actually Sayer. And he was doing a kind of peace sign with his uh, things, and his hair was massive. Yes. And he didn't look as if he'd been rogered by any silverbacks
2: (laughs) of late. From Pat. Pat says, Enjoyed Sideshow Kev's reply to my query about the worst thing a listener has sent you last week. Well done, Pat. (laughs) <laughs> but couldn't help noticing that you, Ian, seemed to avoid answering. Yes, I answered. I talked about the little sheep with the pins in it. Yep. And then you moved on. A uh, brace of pheasants. I remember the brace of pheasants. Do you remember the brace of pheasants? Yeah. We absolutely sh**ed uh, our pants. I think you need to properly frame the story with some pleasant pheasant music. Audrey! Give me some pleasant pheasant music, you pheasant plucking fool!
0: I can even remember the name of the guy who sent them. Can you? It was a fella called Gator in Watford. Right. And Gator was a regular faxer. This was a fax then. And right. he said that he was going to send us some pheasants for Christmas. And we thought, pheasants for Christmas? That's ridiculous. He said, no, I'm definitely got pheasant detail in the post to you. Pheasant detail. He said, we're on the case, or the brace. <laughs> and he was going to send us some pheasantry. And... We forgot all about this, and about two weeks later, this massive box arrived. And opened the box. It was well sealed with sort of industrial sticky tape, that brown parcel tape, properly, yeah. properly sealed up. Got a craft knife out, cut it about a bit, and you know, and wondered as we were opening this what could be inside. The moment I lifted the flap of the box up, yeah. which was holding the pheasant's claw down, <laughs> and like something from a Hammer flick starring Peter <laughs> Cushing, up popped. The pheasant's claw. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so it, it was absolutely terrifying. Did we eat the pheasants? Of course we didn't. Sorry, Gator, if you're listening. No. But there was no way that kind of muck was going to pass our lips over Crimbo.
2: I think we gave them to the security guard, didn't we?
0: Yeah, I'll let them. He kept the feathers on and everything. Eat them raw.
2: Loved it. From Nevada Bob. I hate Easter eggs. Thanks, Bob. They've been in the shop since Christmas. However, I quite like the time off work, but will you guys be on or off over the Holy Week? We've sort of touched on this. Who uses the phrase Holy Week?
0: Jesus does. Remember those posters? This week is Holy Week. Yes. And they were red with a white crucifix of Jesus. And it's all it said was this week is Holy Week. And that poster has not changed for 25 years, to yeah. my knowledge.
2: But it is an important week to many people. I'm sure that... No, oh, no, I get that. I'm sure that Jim Bowen will be on his balcony giving his uh, his Easter address. Yeah.
0: Did you see the Archbishop, by the way, the inauguration?
2: No, I didn't. At the cathedral.
0: And there was a moment, I kid you not, just before we sort of entered the cathedral, when a fanfare played, and I was about 68% convinced that it was the theme to Star Wars. (laughs) And I thought, wouldn't it be fabulous if, in keeping with that, when all the cardinals walked in with their big hats, one of them banged their head hey, on the top oh of the cathedral? Good, good wouldn't reference. That, wouldn't that be a lovely moment? Collins but the geek. Something was happening with the trumpets down there at the cathedral.
3: But from the start, the enthronement of this businessman turned cleric, bucked Tradition, starting with his entrance at the west door
1: of
2: Canterbury Cathedral.
1: Who are you, and why do you request entry? I am Justin, and I come
2: as one seeking the grace of God. Uh, from Billy No Gates. Someone stole my garden gate this week. <laughs> I have no idea what they'll do with it, as it was made specifically from my own garden. Who are these people, and have you pair of bozos ever had something stolen from you? Mobile phone. Have you? I had a mobile phone in the gym. Did you? Yeah. Was it a good one? It was
0: like a kind of black titanium thing that you squeezed and it slid open. It had a blue screen. It didn't do very much, but it yeah. looked pretty tight. I loved it. And it was stolen. And I remember, I don't want to stereotype any cab driver here. All right, Steve or Tony, if you're listening. <laughs> but I was telling a cab driver this. So I can't remember how it came up. I got in the cab just a couple of minutes later. And he was talking about something. I said, yeah, I had my phone stolen out the gym. And he went, that would be Romanian's.
2: <laughs> Just like that. Right, fair enough. Yeah.
0: I don't know where they'd have put the phone. The swimming trunk
2: gang. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And finally, Esther, from Dawn, Fonzie, Cybershade, Rob, John, Ultra Bong, and Jan, who all ask, what's the Mike Allen sausage story? But yeah, like... We're really going to suddenly spill the beans on the sausage yeah. story
0: without legal advice.
2: Yeah, no, I think you can you can tell the story.
0: Not a chance. You
2: can tell the story.
0: Not a chance. Is it
2: because you're slightly embarrassed about your actions regarding it? I think it might
0: be. I think my actions are quite minor, frankly, regarding it. But I would rather... T- t- minor? You were the catalyst. Okay, well, not this week, put it that way. All right, well, not okay. this week. <laughs> If you've got any questions uh, you want to send to us, uh, dead simple, uh, you can drop them to Kev. That's kev at onceaword.com, which is preferable because it actually saves me reading them. Um, <laughs> or you can send them to ian at onceaword.com. Very simple. Got very excited. It's an Easter special. Hooray. I don't know. We're calling it the Easter special. Is there anything Easter based in this podcast? Tim Vine's on with us. He likes eggs. He loves an egg. Ah! Whoa, whoa, what's with the scream? I thought we were doing. Random acts of Easter satisfaction? No. Is that after Easter? Yeah, we're doing that next week. So we're going to bring back
2: the uh, acts of satisfaction, the little things in life that make you go... Uh. I don't see why not. I think that after Easter, people will be in a good mood. Not like now, where they're tired and irritable.
0: Which is why we're doing random acts of irrational annoyances. They are microscopic in their significance, but these are those small moments in life that hurt your head. They send your cranial department into a 360. Easter spiral? An Easter spiral, you might say. There are fools out there that don't know what they're talking about and will tell you to jog on and not worry, but to you, they do you nothing. They're Adamax of irrational annoyance. Kev, have you got one? I have two.
2: OK. Uh, firstly, and this may have come up before, because the best ones always do, people who take chairs in pubs or sit down at your table without asking first. Let's say you're waiting for someone, and uh, you've got four chairs around your table... And other people come in, and they might be sitting at another table, and they just take a chair away. Basic manners. Just say, do you mind if I take this chair? Do you mind if I sit here? I'm personally unlikely to tell you to f*** <laughs> off. I know that you will. I don't know what's happening to
0: society. Yeah, but some people, I had this once. I was out with a mate of mine, Sarah, one night. We had a load of drinks some beers and thought, you've got to polish off the evening with a Burger King. <laughs> Went to Burger King, and she sat down at a table. One of those tables was sort of built into the wall. And I come back, and there's a guy uh, sitting opposite her. So I said, excuse me, mate, I'm sitting here. To which he moved inwards to remain on the table. And I said, no, no. I said, we're sitting here and having something to eat and a chat. And he said, well, you can't move me. If you try to move me, I'll call the police. What? And do you for assault. It was it was a, a drunk, posh kid who clearly thought, I know what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to go out and be really antagonistic, because I've probably had a crap night. He probably hadn't pulled or some other <laughs> terrible thing had happened to him. And he decided that the way he was gonna this was going to manifest was be to just pick two random people in Burger King and royally piss them off. So he sat there for a while, and I tried to rationalise with him. I sort of went to grab his arm. I told a security guard, because they have security in those busy ones in yeah. city centres, who said he couldn't do anything about it. So I thought there was only one way to deal with this. So I tipped a milkshake over his head. <laughs> to which, I kid you not, this stoical bastard just sat there and carried on eating his chips. Unbelievable. The most annoying thing was that she was we went in there because she was waiting for a bus and the bus stop was just outside. Yeah. She got on the bus and he also got on the bus as well. He was taking the same bus. And as he left, he smiled at me through the window. Right. So I set fire to the bus.
2: He should have just started rubbing his leg. Who would do that though? Just for what reason? Some people, what kind of monumental
0: arsehole have you got to be? I don't some people want to, are I want to arsehole. Really screw up somebody's evening.
2: The majority of the country are assholes. I think you're right. Is it okay to say that if you listen to this podcast, you obviously do not? Well, except for no, no. You, you don't fall into you that are, category. You are but, immune
0: from uh, yeah. such arseholery. Yeah. But
2: other than that, everybody else is an arsehole. A, arsehole it's, detail.
0: It's official.
2: And uh, and also, it's another train one. I love trains. I love complaining about trains. I don't much like spending time on trains, but they are necessary, and they're wonderful when they work. But particularly, people who get on a train and ask, for example, does this train go to Heathrow when there's a giant scrolly message right in front of them with the information on?
0: That is a bit annoying.
2: And it's not just tourists. I thought maybe it was just tourists, but it's just people who can't be bothered. Correct. Here's one.
0: Uh, politicians that pretend there are divisions, real divisions, between parties. Is there really this monolithic gap between the ideology of George Osborne and Ed Bull? So under the Tories, for example, they say they'll close four local libraries in one area. Under Labour, they say, ah, oh, we're only going to close three. Now, is that really a moral victory over the other, that we're only closing three, that you're going to close four? See, if you go down that path of playing the morality game, you're on a sticky wicket, really. And that's always the same with politics. Was, for example, Thatcher's poll tax morally worse than Blair's war in Iraq? I don't think anybody would seriously make (laughs) that case. And yet they give us all this guff about having the better idea when actually it'll make very little
2: difference. It's an interesting point. And with regard to the poll tax, you know, the people of Scotland obviously have a very different view to the rest of the country. But I'm not getting into that. Because
0: they think they were picked on.
2: Yes. Oh, God. Which is true. However, not... however, God. I'll get Del Strain on. Okay, it's true. <laughs> however, the fact of the matter is that when it comes to politics and uh, when you do see people, particularly on Facebook, you know me, I think all politicians are <laughs> quack, quack, oops. Yep. My t shirt says that right now. However,. When people do, and particularly with the Conservative Party, it's like, well, the Conservatives do this, and the Conservatives do that, and, oh, and it's like, yeah, but the thing is that their policies actually are much the same as what people were complaining about under a Labour government. And if- There's never been a time when I, I couldn't have done a phone-in on all
0: the things people phone in about now, elements of the economy, uh, health, education, there's never, you know, I can't get the correct benefit. I'm being asked to do an assessment test to get my benefits. I can't see a doctor properly. Elderly people are dying because they can't heat their houses. There has never been a time when I couldn't have done that debate on air any time in the last 15 years. So that's the previous, previous Tory government, the last Labour government and right. the current conservative stroke Liberal government.
2: But it's never that, been a time. Yeah. And isn't that the thing, though? Is sort of like... And also you have people who were brought up, we've always been Labour, Labour's the same, therefore... They vote Labour, even though the reality is that Labour is not the same party, Correct. nor does it have the same philosophy that it had 20, 25 yeah. years ago. And yeah. another thing about that. Oh, I don't know what came over me there. I went all political. Yes. Yeah, I've it. clearly been working with you too long. And Hang on, I need something to, to snap me out of it. Audrey, give me some splink! Blink! Oh, I don't know what came over me there. started to sound like a dimblebee. Yeah. dangle. <laughs> <laughs> this is random acts of annoyance,
0: of course we're doing. Uh, Bella says, Men who still have those barbed wire tattoos on the tops of their arms, didn't anyone tell them this went out of fashion ten years ago? Yeah. Yeah, but if they had it ten years ago, by definition of it being a tattoo, it's still going to be there, isn't it? This is true. Unless you've recently had the barbed wire number done. The, the, the gig now is, of course, do the full arm ala
2: i you see i I never know about tattoos because you see some incredible tattoos I mean yeah. you see some ones that people have just done with like a
0: compass and some parkery yeah
2: exactly yeah. Yes. well there's always one kid at school who's done that on their
0: knuckles, yes exactly, yeah, but they didn't regret that
2: um but then you also see some some nice tattoos our our friend um pop up Steve has some pretty decent he's got some pretty thing. good artwork yeah. on the
0: old uh, on yeah. the old limbs
2: and on his face. <laughs> It's a spider web. I think it looks nice.
0: Yeah, it doesn't look bad, does it? Lucas the Lamb says, "Anyone who orders pineapple on a pizza, what's all that about? Why
2: not go the whole hog and have a banana on it?" I agree. I can't like... be doing I can't be doing with fruit on savoury stuff generally.
0: Gemma says, "Anyone who names their kid Kyle." Yes, I know this is irrational, but every time I hear it, I nearly self combust. <laughs> Paul Duff, the outlander driver, says, Cold callers, I seem to get at least one of these every single night of the week now. How did this happen? That said, I've now developed a technique to get rid of them. Just after they've been through their entire sales pitch, I leave a little pause and then at the top of my voice shout, F*** off! (laughs) Forever Apple Grape says, Bus stop queues, they're non-existent. Even grannies jump the queue. There is a sort of barrage of people that suddenly go from being in a semblance of a queue. To a kind of congealed crowd as yes. the bus
2: doors open. Oh you have reminded me of something. Earlier on when Billy Nogates was talking about someone who stole his garden gate. Yeah. I've actually remembered something that was stolen from me once. Go on. I got You're the... mixing features here. I am. The music's changed as well. It's just amazing. It's, good. it's like magic. Not the radio station, otherwise we'd be playing music like this. Promise me you wait for me because I'll be saved. But um, I was sitting on a bus once, on the top deck at the front, because the nice thing about sitting at the front is when you see someone on a bike, it looks like you're running them over, (laughs) if you look out the window. But um, it was very late, it was a night bus, I think I'd been to the pub and, you know... What
0: was most worrying about this is that you were the driver.
2: (laughs) Anyway, I'd been to like the uh, the Tesco Express or something to get a few groceries to go back to my flat with. And uh, I was sitting at the front and I thought, well, I'll close my eyes for a few minutes. And um luckily I woke up at um the the terminus uh near my flat and I I got off and it was only when I got home that I realized that somebody stolen my cheese. <laughs> True. Which means while I was asleep because the bag was on the floor somebody sat next to me thought was peering down you know being a bit of an opportunist and thought I fancy a bit of cheddar. I'll have that.
0: I'll have that away.
2: And took it but left everything else.
0: Yeah including the onions. And the porn. This from Johnny of Brixton, a random act of irrational annoyance. The word aspire, he says.
2: Yes, that's fair.
0: Chaz Newkey-Burden, the journalist and writer, says, uh, when people order poppadoms in a curry house and then say, oh, and that tray of pickles as well, please, the tray always comes with pickles. Because dry poppadoms wouldn't be terribly interesting. Poppadoms at all are not interesting. Oh, poppadoms are... They are disgusting bits of cardboard-based kit. No, they're fine. Lose them from the menu, please. Ian
2: Collins... Food weirdo, once again.
0: Bring on the naan bread at the beginning.
2: Right. No, but you have the naan bread to sort of scoop up the sauce. Yeah, I know, I get that, but there's no taste.
0: Why don't they do poppadoms in the various crisp (laughs) flavour? You could have salt and
2: butter, or a cheese and onion, or a massive disco. You know what's weird? I thought you were going to say something, and I was going to sort of fight for the integrity of the poppadom. But that's actually a bloody good idea. A giant disco would be amazing. Imagine having a massive (laughs) what's-it. Yeah, it would be extraordinary, and I speak as someone who has a massive watch.
0: Stop it, Ladies. Lee Peathers says. People who ask, "Has the bus been yet?" When you're standing at the bus stop, yeah. would I be here, Muppet, if it had been? The fools, True. Mark Feek says. Uh, Mobile phone signals. Just share your f***ing networks. No one buys based on coverage. We just want cheap calls and shiny phones. Yep, true. Share it all about. And Steve Francis says, my random act of annoyance are people who lay on their shopping trolleys in the supermarket. Stand up, you lazy bastards, and grow a spine.
2: Yeah, usually while eating some cakes they haven't paid for yet. Yeah, that's
0: proper. That's the entire chaff picture right there, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The kid's got a cake in his mouth. Dad's carrying a microwave under one arm. <laughs> He's just heated up a curry. Yeah. The whole family are there having their dinner, Mum's got a
2: can of Stella and a fag on the go.
0: And they've yet to pay for any of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there we go. Uh, more of those, please. Although, after Easter, we are going to be doing some more random acts of irrational satisfactions, which are the little things in life that make you go,
1: <sighs>
0: yeah, that. And uh, But we'll still do more of these, too.
2: And something else which we'll reveal after Easter.
0: Very excited it, about that.
2: It's something that we're, we're teasing. We're trailing ahead. Yeah.
0: Random Acts of Irrational Annoyance. Ian at onceaword.com, Kev at onceaword.com. Thank you. Order!
1: Order! The Mitsubishi L200 comes with a 125,000-mile five-year warranty. In fact, if you bought an L200 today, it would last roughly five years longer than a politician's promise. For more info on the Mitsubishi L200, visit your local dealer. The Mitsubishi L200. No environment too tough. Sideshow Kev's Showbiz Shoebox.
0: And it means only one thing, even though it's an Easter special, even though we are, you know, being dignified about this, we're not really, are we? But we still have the shoebox
2: of nonsense. I think in many ways it makes Easter for many people. (laughs) And the thing about Easter eggs is Easter egg companies are now lazy bastards, in that it used to be. Part of the joy of getting an Easter egg as a kid was you'd open it up and there'd be stuff inside. Hence, you know, on DVDs you have Easter eggs. like stuff that's hidden away. Now they can't be ours; They just stick it in a packet in the box with the egg. Yep. Firstly, I feel sorry for kids who don't get that experience of smashing into an egg. And secondly, I like to think of the shoebox as being very much like an Easter egg. It's tasty on the outside, but when you explore its hidden depths, there's nothing inside. There's, there's, there's stuff inside. You also so beat you to that. So, this week, in tribute to Easter, Kev, what have you got? It's Sideshow Kev Showbiz Shoebox, our weekly Easter box of Eastery fluff we find under the bed. Now, this week, we begin with an email from Tootsie and Flanbake. Audrey, give me some Tootsie and Flanbake email music because they have awesome names but suspicious parents. Dear Sideswipe Kent, we can't help but notice a lack of any celebrity world record action on the box. Any chance you can put this right in your Easter special? Of course we can. Done right. Right now, in fact. Audrey! You can't have fallen asleep. It's only been a minute since I shouted at you last. Give me some celebrity world recordy y music keys, stuff about world records that famous people might have done and that.
1: And now we're going to prepare a very famous English dish. Boiled potatoes.
2: Very simple, Ian Collins. Yes, sir. It turns out our commoner garden celebrity has broken, or currently holds, a world record or two. Okay. All you have to do is spot the truth from the options available. Not for that. Number one. Popular musical cartoon character, CeeLo Green. What's his world record? Is it A, he smashed the world's biggest piñata, B, vole-baiting, or C, he owns the world's biggest collection of inflatable vi- Piñata. It's the correct answer. Yeah. Uh, last year, in honour of M&M Pretzel's first birthday, he helped smash the record of the world's biggest piñata, dumping confetti from a giant M&M onto the crowds below, because, as it turns out, they wouldn't let them drop M&Ms onto the crowd below in case people got injured and it took their eyes out. By the way, on that point, how the f*** did M&M get its own shop? It's uh, a... massive store... In central London.
0: In central London yeah. that's just dedicated to M&M's. Yeah. you imagine having the Kit Kat shop? I'd have some of that. Chunky? No, never. Oh,
2: you're just against chunky and crunchy, aren't you? It's just like... You're against... No, you know what? You're against fun. That's what you're against. I'm against stuff that's just big for the sake of it. Too easy. Number two. Former international word botherer, George W. Bush... What's his world record? Is it A, gulping, B, he helped break the record for most people wearing sunglasses in the dark, or C, he licked more beavers than anyone else in the 1988 Wisconsin Beaver Licking Championships? Uh, you see, if you if you YouTube
0: a bit of George Bush pre uh, him being president and possibly even pre governor, he licked uh, a lot of beavers. Well, he he was a good time boy. You know, yeah. he liked to drink. He's now he quit all of that stuff. Yeah. So I think the sunglasses thing
2: is true. It's the correct answer. This was actually post-president, though. He helped a packed crowd break the record for most people wearing sunglasses in the dark. How can that be a record? There's not exactly anything to it, is there? Put these glasses on. Number three. Wobbly tongue painted up rockin' funsters. Kiss. What's their world record? Is it A. They broke the record for most nationalities in an online chat room. B. They hold the record for most glittery face paint smeared on a groupie's... Or C, they own the world's biggest collection of Lo merchandise and are among the few who remember the fact that they recast the part of Herr Flick for Allo Lo's final series. So Herr Flick was a different actor? Yeah, it was terrible. Terrible. Okay. Uh, it's A, it's the chat room. Correct answer, although I would imagine, you know, their face paint's been about.
0: I would imagine there's a lot of imprints out there, put it that yeah. way.
2: Number four, hyper-orange former The Only Way Is Essex star... Amy Childs. Oh, yeah. What's her world record? Is it A. She's retweeted more. Ed Miliband has a cat-powered <laughs> rocket jokes than anyone on the planet. B. She has the record in most copies of Metro left on a train. Whenever you see a copy, there's a ninety-eight point three percent chance she left it there. Or C. Spray tanning. Spray tanning. She holds the title of the person to have delivered most simultaneous spray tans in one location after an event in London. There you are. How,
0: how many can you do at once?
2: There must have been machines. Maybe she pressed a button.
0: You'd hold one in each hand. Possibly, if you've got gibbon-based properties, one in each foot. That's only four spray
2: tans. Oh, I don't know. Phone her. You've got her number. Gee, yes, I'll give her a ring. Where yeah. did you put the fifth spray gun, Amy? <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, dear. Uh, finally, number five. UK-loving popstrel Justin Bieber held which world record in 2012. Was it A, most popular video of any kind online, B, highest earning person under 20, or C, pompous little shitbag bag? <laughs> it's gotta be B. Incorrect answer. The actual correct answer is uh, both A and C. But uh, Baby, which was a song of his, yep. was most popular video of any kind online last year when it logged nearly half a million views. For February, but that has since been surpassed. Do you know by what? Uh
0: yes, the um <coughs> Korean dude.
2: Sai, Gangnam style, which is currently about one and a half billion views. How that happened, I don't know.
0: For something that is completely
2: unfunny. Do the dance. Fuck F- off. And that's the showbiz shoebox for this week. Look, I'll do it. Opan Gangnam Style. I'm riding a pony. Look at me! It's a pony! Opan. That's the Showbiz Shoebox for this week. Email me, kevalwaterworld.com Follow me on Twitter, at Sideshow underscore Kev, and, uh, and keep dancing, friends. The Pony!
1: Black Beauty, he was a
3: dark horse. Come on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've got
3: a sponge front door. Hey, don't knock it. <laughs> so I said to this train driver, I said, I want to go to Paris. He said, you're a star. I said, I've been on Teleball, not Dean Martin. <laughs> Mind you, at least you're a star's comfortable. It's murder on the Orient Express, isn't it? So I went down a local quarry. I said, "That's a big rock." He said, "Boulder." I said, "Now that's a big rock." So Robin Hood walked up to me. This all happened today, by the way. I said, "Where do you keep your arrows?" He said, "In a quiver." I said, "Where do you keep your arrows?"
0: It is the Easter special, of course. And look who's here! It's Mr. Tim. Fine everybody. Boys! How Happy are you, Tim? Happy Easter, everybody. How are you? <laughs> We're very good.
3: I'm in the Kings Road, and I'm, I'm eating one of the in one of those restaurants where they cook the food in front of you. Oh, is that right? McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'm here with. It's a Japanese restaurant. I'm here with a friend of mine, Terry. Terry Yaki. We're uh, having a great time. No, I've uh, and don't worry, I've have eaten the main course. In fact, I've left at exactly the right point. I'm with two friends of mine, and. Um, The bill's arriving, so this is the right time to to be leaving.
0: (laughs) In fact, you see, that's how it works. We planned it exactly... Yeah,
3: as I was was going, I said, I'll be back in about ten minutes. He said, yes, well, you say that. You've done this before, haven't you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I think it was probably when you were in Edinburgh we spoke uh, and and pulled you from a karaoke (laughs) bar, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah, last time. Which
3: is also a Japanese thing. There's
2: a theme there.
0: One of the last Edinburgh shows I remember talking to you before, Tim. Um, Yes. And I'm trying to think of the the name of the show. But you were telling me that often what happens in Edinburgh, you think of the funky name for the show, and then the rest of the show is nothing to do with the name of the show.
3: Yes. It can be a bit like that. It's probably Punslinger, um, where I started with about 10 cowboy jokes, and then, then I sort of just went into general jokes.
0: General stuff. While
3: still dressed as a cowboy. <laughs> um, so, funnily enough, if I used to say it, because I, I have a similar approach with TV ideas. I come up with a title. Sometimes I find myself in a meeting where someone goes, well, what, what idea have you got? And the one I've lately been sort of, uh, it's Panorama. And I go, Panorama, and they go, "And they go, that sounds great, What's uh, what's that about? And I say... Never mind that. <laughs> <laughs> I said, basically, I said the PR writes itself. You can put it on the same time as yeah. Panorama, which is hosted by my brother. So you've, you've got a PR thing, like we're up against each other on oh, different that's channels. True. Yeah, it's yeah. perfect, isn't it?
0: I know you get a lot of people uh, send you gags. Um but, yes, you, but you know, I
3: don't really read them, to be honest. No, right. you
0: don't use them, do you, or read them? And, no,
3: I don't. I, yeah, because I, I feel like I don't really want to... Uh, you know have anyone else's ideas going into my head or yeah, something yeah I don't know true and yep. also sometimes someone as well, often happens they, they see me doing my acts and they think oh, I, can, I can write this sort of stuff which, yeah. <laughs> which is true most people can have a go at it it's not really uh, it's not rocket science yeah so um, so then they kind of think oh look I'll write a bit and so they send me 20 jokes and then, then I'll look at it and, and probably sort of you know 12 of them I've sort of visited in one way or another already you know yeah, sure. when it's wordplay I've sort of you know people I like th- myself and Milton Jones have been reading a dictionary for the last 20 years we <laughs> haven't got a social life <laughs> but I'm working on a book at the moment actually, it's my my it's sort of main thing I'm doing yeah, I'm, I it's like, like an annual like a sort of um of those kind of TV annuals oh were
0: fantastic
3: yeah so it's going to be called the Tim Vine Bumper Book of Silliness and it's uh, it's just 128 pages of me being stupid, but it's turned out to be sort of slightly more work than I was expecting. because <laughs> so I, I was just filling it with pictures, of lots of photos. So I keep um, going out and we did one the other day, silly places to play chess, and um, it was great. It was great fun doing it. It's a great job when you find yourself playing chess on a mini roundabout. You <laughs> think
2: that's
0: brilliant.
3: This is the
0: way to live, and slightly dangerous, of course.
3: Yes, yeah, slightly. It was in Cheam. There's not much
2: traffic. <laughs> I went by
0: on a horse. I was about it. With the, the other, because you've, you've written books before, though, haven't you? you you've got well,
2: your. I had a joke book, joke yeah, book yeah, out, yeah, which, by the, the way, I've, I've,
0: I've probably seen in about. I don't know. Eight different uh, coffee tables, stroke bathrooms <laughs> really? since that came out. Yeah, because no, people sure,
3: that explains who who the eight people who were involved. <laughs> it. I'm just having those names.
0: Yeah, but that's that style of comedy though, Tim. Is you know you're kind of you are responsible now for the fact that lots of people <laughs> retell those jokes. Either and worryingly sometimes professionals, but they're great gags to retell at bars, aren't they? Yeah,
3: I sort of know you mean. This is over quickly. Yeah, there there's, is there's that. nothing worse than, than feeling like I'm I've, you know being asked to tell a joke and you think, well, I'm going to waste three minutes of this person's time and if they don't laugh that really is at least at least three seconds you don't feel so bad if they didn't enjoy it
0: somebody uh, wrote us an email when we said you were coming on and said um c- can you ask tim if he's got a, a top three of his own gags that he really likes
3: well i the one i normally say that is my favorite is one-armed butlers they can take it but they can't dish it out <laughs> i think that's probably my favorite um and i when I, I know really I don't care what a rip-off i don't know I, it's hard to say. I mean, there are ones where, which are kind of banker ones. Like uh, I was working in Burger King. Andrew Lloyd Webber walked in. He said, "Give me two whoppers." I said, "You're good looking, and your musicals are great." <laughs> that always works <laughs> live. You know. So there are one or two which I'm very grateful for their existence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think I um, think Black Beauty gets retold more than that. it does.
3: Yeah, my sister made it up actually. Um, Is no, that right? Yeah, yeah. She she uh, she doesn't make up many jokes for me. She's about about, sort of, about ten over the last ten years. When they come, they're great. She went up the other day and I'm not I have never even tried this for I don't know whether it would work or not. I'm trying to be an audience. But she said um she said she said Is, have have you noticed it have you noticed that cows make a funny lowing noise or is that just moo? <laughs> <laughs> <And> I thought, <laughs> we, we all found it hilarious when she said it and I thought, I don't want to try that live.
0: No, that'll work a treat. So, <laughs> um, she also w-
3: came up with, uh, I was to I was, to me, said, can you give me a lift? I said, sure, you look great, the world's your oyster, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Well and you... she also came out with, uh, <laughs> this was doing my sister's material, voluntary work. I wouldn't do if you paid me. <laughs> <laughs> and the final one of my sister's great, it great it. work is, um, I was reading the obituary column. It said Mars bar, packet of rollers, double-decker. Then I realised, in fact, I was reading the obituary column. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you, you've been on with us uh, on this programme and actually done more of your sister's material than your own. <laughs> 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 well, I, well, she wouldn't do it herself. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... Yeah, she doesn't do... She's not in, in comedy at all.
3: Well, actually, she she has done some comedy with... Uh, but she does a kind of sketch thing with uh, um, another girl. They do this thing called uh, Bronya and Cyanine. They did a show in Edinburgh. But now she's kind of looking after kids and stuff. So she's kind of... Uh not getting to do that quite as much as she'd like to, but she sure. might do more again, who
0: knows. Uh, we're going to let you get back to your uh, uh, your meal Tim.
3: Yes, I think I think it's at the cusp of that moment where my two friends are thinking oh, perhaps he isn't coming back.
0: <laughs> I think it is that. Uh, t- uh, timvine.com is your website, is that right Tim?
3: It is, and of course you said it's Easter, so I think I ought to do a Christian related joke, wouldn't I? Indeed. Uh, and apparently they've opened a new Christian restaurant, it's called The Lord Gibbeth, and it
0: also does takeaway. <laughs> That, everybody, Mr. to Tim <laughs> Fine with us
1: on the podcast. Credit stream.
0: And there you go. That completes the Easter special. Hallelujah. We are of course back with a shiny new episode in a couple of weeks. Thanks to you for downloading. If you like what we do and want to help support this podcast, make sure you leave us a nice five-star review at iTunes. Android users can try us on the free Stitcher app or download at stitcher.com once a word. Thanks to all of our guests. All can be followed on Twitter, as can we at IanCollinsUK. The in-show feature and sponsor music is by Kevin McLeod. His website is incompitech.com. The show's technical operator is Andre Porch. The programme edited by Joe Marshall. Our researcher was Chris Hune via the Government Rehabilitation Programme. And today's Chunky Fat comes courtesy of Mike B in Manchester who tells us that in Victorian times the aristocracy would punish badly behaved servants by using their butt cheeks to park their bicycles. No mean feat with a penny farthing. Oh, and as ever, the in-show catering was provided by Abdul's Coffee Shack. We're back in a couple of weeks with comedian Lee Hurst who will assist us on our quest to finally discover the meaning of life. Goodbye. A Big Things Media Production.
1: Big Things! Ian Collins wants a word. (laughs) Powered by the Mitsubishi L200. Tough enough to come with a five year, 125,000 mile warranty.